There are few things on earth that generate more conversation than wine. For many, the thirst for wine knowledge becomes an obsession, and it's hard to imagine that anyone has fully ingested all there is to know about the world's most revered beverage. We all know people who are passionate about sharing that knowledge and their opinions about wine. But we find an awful lot of the conversations about wine pretty hard to swallow. Welcome to Grape Encounters. Your host, David Wilson, his guests, and the rest of us on the team are here to show you a great time. How to have more fun with your wine. Where to enjoy wine the most. How to immerse yourself into a wine lifestyle that isn't simply about wine. So let's dive into this week's edition of Grape Encounters. Oh, you'll learn plenty, but hopefully it will be knowledge that you can really use. Not like that Latin class you took in high school. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. And it's time for your weekly Grape Encounter. You know, I have been looking back at some of the shows that I've been doing over the past couple of months, and it seems like I've gotten a little too serious at times and I really have had a deep desire to kind of just get into some of those crazy, fun, light topics. And man was one-handed to me on a silver platter when I read about a new wine that's being distributed, produced by a company that's called Wines That Rock. Now listen, if you are a longtime Grape Encounters listener, then you probably have heard shows that I did years ago with Wines That Rock. And I know you're going, if you don't know what Wines That Rock are, you're scratching your head right now. But we're going to clarify that for you because we have on the line Spencer Brewer. He's the COO of Wines That Rock. The big news was that Wines That Rock is putting out a Star Trek wine. I guess it's called Picard. Is that right, Spencer? Yes, it's a Chateau Picard, and we're also putting out another one right alongside it, which is the Federation wine. In a very cool bottle, I might add. Yeah, that bottle, because we wanted it to look futuristic, that all of the dignitaries and the intergalactic meetings 200 years in the future would look at it and go, oh, this looks great. <laughs> and so we searched over a thousand bottles in nine countries to wow. locate that particular bottle. And by the way, you are not at your normal location. You are out of the galaxy right now at the ginormous Las Vegas Star Trek convention. <laughs> yes, I, I am here and we actually had people coming up to us in full Klingon gear talking Klingon to us. And I hopefully, hopefully they're saying we want to order wine. Well, wait a second. Now, have you ever done a Star Trek convention no, before? No, this, this is my first one. I was a big, you know, I grew I, I'm fairly old, so I grew up watching the original series in the 60s. Right. I was a fan back then. I've always loved Star Trek stuff, but never been to a convention. Yeah, who would have thought that when we were kids watching Star Trek, that it would have so many different offshoots and franchises and all of these different things. It's gotten so huge. And I guess the original Captain Picard is going to be on the new series. It's actually called Star Trek semicolon Picard. So it's going to be called Star Trek Picard. And it's taking place 20 years later from the last segment he was on. And the actual commercial that has been put out by CBS, who's producing it, um, you can see the whole thing starts in his vineyard there in France before, obviously, he is contacted by whoever he's going to be contacted to come back 
Trek into uh, the galaxy and into you know the Federation working with everything Star Trek. So Captain Picard he retires at least temporarily and he decides to to grow grapes and make wine. Well, no, what had happened was his family he was written in years ago, you know, obviously into the script that he uh, his family uh, he grew up in the vineyards in uh, France and he and his older brother grew up within this and he came back and two or three different episodes you know over the series to be there on the family winery but you don't call it a winery over there and so he basically is retired back to the chateau the chateau picard there in france Wow. Now, let's back up just a bit because I sloughed off what the total scope of wines that rock is because there was a lot going on there. And I had so much fun because I came out and got to spend an afternoon with your winemaker and we made an imaginary wine that rocks based on the Eagles Hotel California album, which of course wasn't anything that was released. It was just for fun. And so the idea is that you create wines that in, I guess, some very important ways reflect the series, the music, whatever it might be that is memorialized on the bottle. Is that about right? Yeah. yeah. How Wines at Rock started is basically the core team, the original founders, they've been in the rock and roll business for over 40 years. Yeah. And the main principle has been the business manager or manager and accountant uh, over the years uh, for many, many artists, but, you know, even currently and past for the Stones, Ding, U2, David Bowie, Shania Twain, wow. Lady Gaga, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Letterman, Gershwin Estate, Lennon. So he's been, you know, right there protecting people's intellectual property, you know, and trying to help them make good business decisions. Well, they started a fan club called Ultra Star in the 90s with David Bowie, who was one of, he was his manager. Bill was his manager for 30 plus years. And since David was on the forefront of technology and loved technology, he said, hey, let's start an internet company called BowieNet and start a fan club in this digital realm. They'd never been heard of before. So they started UltraStar and it went from like five to 8,000 or 10,000 members to three or four million in a very short period of time <laughs> overnight. Wow. And of course, every band on the planet wanted part of that. So, you know, I mean, everybody who was anybody in the 90s and the first decade was part of UltraStar. Well, they eventually sold that to another company and then they were looking at you know what are we going to do now and since Bill had had all the access to all this IP one of the, the other guys said well why don't we why don't we take some of these album covers and you, we got contact with the bands and so why don't we you know make these really cool wines that have these iconic labels on them. and they call it Wines at Rock and the first ones that came out were the Rolling Stones and Woodstock and the Police and eventually it went to uh, Grateful Dead Pink Floyd and then over time that that particular entity morphed into a whole nother mechanism where they started the Rolling Stone Wine Club. And then that changed. And we got into uh, the next one was we took on Turner Classic Movie. So we built the Turner Classic Movie Wine Club, still run it. And so we work yeah. with properties like Orson Welles, uh, Bing Crosby, Alfred Hitchcock, and various movies, the Marx Brothers. And so we make these really fun labels and put great wine in it as part of the TCM Wine Club. I got to interrupt you because my curiosity is piqued about the Orson Welles wine. Uh, is that Palmasan in that bottle? No. <laughs> but we, a good question. We will serve no wine <laughs> it's before wine it's time. Yeah. It's, you know, in its time or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> oh, so that we, is... Then we, we went on into the... We built the NPR Wine Club and run that. And then we wanted to roll the Wines at Rock collection into another, basically, mechanism. And so we took over the Virgin Wine Club, and now we run it, and we put in a rock and roll wine side there. Now, last year, we signed Kiss to it. I mean, we, we, we were Rocky Horror, a whole lot of great bands that are coming into that line. So Virgin, as in Richard Branson, Virgin. As in Richard Branson. Now, did he stop making wine himself? No, what happened was is that there is a parent company that we work with that is uh, called Lathwaite's Wine, and they bought the rights in the U.S. for Virgin Wine Group. And so they were running it, and then one of our key strategic partners in these clubs they said, we'd rather you guys run this thing in the aspect of procuring the labels and help with the marketing, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, the positioning. So we took over the Virgin Wine Club with them as partners, then rolled the existing Wines at Rock catalog into that entity. And, you know, interesting because Richard Branson wouldn't be Richard Branson were it not for rock and roll. Very much so. Yeah. The very deep roots. And some of the artists that you mentioned, are actually folks that were in his stable at one point or another. So pretty fascinating. I got a chance to go back and interview him uh, it's got to be like 10 or 12 years ago at his house oh, that's great. at his house in london oh. anyway i digress but it was interesting interesting character hey listen we're going to take a break real quick spencer we're talking to spencer brewer coo of wines that rock but it's way more than just wines that rock there are so many products that they have that are dialed into pop culture, whether it be music, motion pictures, television. It's just such a fun way to appreciate wine and diametrically opposed to those who would prefer to be a little snootier. (laughs) Before we take a breather, I want to remind you that with barbecue season in full swing, most of us are going to spend an inordinate amount of time staring at the endless choices of barbecue sauces made to suit every conceivable taste. Now, while that immense selection is wonderful, it can really affect our wine choices because you really want your summer wines to perfectly complement the flavors you love on your chicken or your ribs or whatever. So stop into a total wine and more. Describe what's going to be on the grill and the flavors you plan to create, and the experts there can get your pairing dialed in perfectly. And that goes for beer, too. With 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers, no one can help you dial in your grilling game more perfectly than Total Wine & More. All right, we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. David will be back with more Grape Encounters in a couple of minutes, which means there simply isn't enough time for him to enjoy more than a sip or two of one of his faves. Oh, the sacrifices we make in the broadcasting business. The Oregon Wine Experience's Founders Barrel Auction on Friday, August 23rd is an afternoon of elegance. Sample wine futures from Authentique Wine Cellars, Hewitt Cellars, Laurel Ridge Winery, Left Coast Estate, Russell Prayer Rock Vineyards, Stone Griffin Vineyard, Vulcan Cellars, plus many more. The action takes off as you bid on the opportunity to win a case or the whole barrel of Oregon's finest wines. Go to TheOregonWineExperience.com to purchase tickets. The Oregon Wine Experience, it's everything Oregon. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. 
At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. Welcome back to Grape Encounters Radio, broadcasting from our Central Coast Wine Country studio in idyllic Atascadero, California. Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More, America's largest independent retailer of fine wine. They carry more than 8,000 different wines from every wine-producing region in the world and offer an equally monumental selection of beer and spirits. Here's David. All right, I have to admit that I have not yet tasted the new Star Trek Picard wine that's being produced by Wines That Rock, but I am told on good authority that you will get spaced out very quickly after drinking. (laughs) Make it so. (laughs) That laughter is none other than Spencer Brewer. He's the COO of wines that rock and they just announced this brand spanking new wine that is created actually it's a couple wines really but created to harmonize with the new picard series that's coming out and spencer that's uh, cbs cbs all access okay yeah cbs all access got it and when is that scheduled to start airing well they're not saying definitively they said at the end of this year the beginning of next year i gotcha They're, they're they're filming it now But Captain Picard is uh, already an institution, so we don't need no stinking TV show to make a Star Trek wine. We've got more Star Trek footage available. You could watch Star Trek for the rest of your life. Well, it's actually an interesting story that we didn't know till we started doing our research. And we basically started working with CBS and the Star Trek brand about a year ago. And we have uh, the rights to make anything from any series across everything Star Trek from the 60s up. So we wanted to make it authentic. We'll make it real because we're all fans. And so we wanted to try to make something that we as fans would want. You know, why not? I mean, we have an opportunity here. And so we did research. I mean, months and months and months of research of what came before on every show, where the bottles, where they were sourced from, are they still available anywhere in the world? What were the fans really still wanting? What were the collectibles? What weren't? And over all that period of time, you know, we got really a, quite a textbook education about the history of drinks 
alcoholic drinks across the Star Trek series, of which there are quite a few. And I'm not going to get into all of them because that's not what we need to get into right now. You get people that are very interested, they always go and look up Quark's, with a Q, Quark's Bar. It's a website, and that has the history of most of the drinks that have been on there over time. We're talking about fictitious drinks that were featured in the yes. programs. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. With, with really outrageously cool bottles and green wine and purple wine and, you know, just yellow. It was all over the map, you know, because it's all in the future from various planets and galaxies. But you wanted to create wines that the fans would really cling on to. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. All right. Uh, yeah, the, well, the Klingon blood wine is one of the Holy Grail. So that's on our docket in the near future. Uh, there have been two that have come out before, and the wine was not that good. And so in the middle of all this, on one of the calls with CBS, they said, you know, you really ought to try to see if you can do the Holy Grail of all wine, all Star Trek. Now, what's that? It is the uh, Chateau Picard. And he said, really? He says, oh, yeah. And here's the story. It's It's intriguing. When they wrote Jean-Luc Picard's story in line, the story line, where'd he come from, you know, who is he, you know, his, his history. They didn't know at the time, this is what I've been told, I could be wrong, but I was told that they didn't know that there was actually a Chateau Picard in Bordeaux, France that had been there for three generations. A real Chateau Picard, yes. A real Chateau Picard making a crew Bordeaux. And so just by coincidence, this winery, they're not large, but they're very well respected. So they bring over, you know, a smaller amount of cases each year, but it has nothing to do with Star Trek. But they once again, they're very respected in a you know a generational uh, winery. Well, CBS said, well, we tried for years, many years, to try to get this over the pond into the country, and we couldn't do it. And if you could pull this off, you know, you, it'd be really quite the coup. So they put us in touch with the salesperson that represented in the U.S. for Chateau Picard uh, there in New York, a man named Patrick. A man named Patrick. Now, there's more coincidence. Well, he's French. man named Patrick, you got it. Yes. yes. So we started talking with them, and I wrote a really nice, long treatise about, you know, what we're, we're proposing and what we'd like to do. And he sent it over, and they came back, lukewarm, and nah, we're not interested. And uh, another company had bought them a few years back, Mahler Basse, B-A-S-S-E. And so I gave it a month, and I, I wrote another letter saying even more, more detail, more history. And eh, nah, we're just not that interested. So try it a third time. And this time, I shot them, you know, a little bit of the history, a little bit of the, what the series was about, and an old label, you know, that had been a prop, you know, to show them what it looked like. And this time, for whatever reason, they said, okay, um, we're interested. Let's keep talking. So I'll make a very long, very detailed story, very short here. Over many months, we went back and forth with the actual label that is on this series. We got it from John Ben Sitters, who is really the dude of everything Star Trek in um, Star Trek land and uh, props. And he, he's really quite the guy at CBS. And so John ended up giving us the actual label they created wow. uh, that is being shot right now for the Picard series. And digital will be killed. <laughs> Don't let this out anywhere. So we sent it over there. And over months, they went back. We went back with TTB on this side. They went back. CBS went back. Till finally, one day, everybody said, we can live with that. And so we only had to change some, a few bit of languages on the front label. But it is the exact same label, the paper, the font, the color, 
the stock of what is on the show. Wow. And it's made, it is a, it is, wow. it is Chateau Picard, Bordeaux made at Chateau Picard. That is so incredibly cool. Hey, we're talking to Spencer Brewer. He's the COO of Wines That Rock. But now the Wines That Rock is the umbrella over all of these other products that you have, or do I have that right? Or Yes, yes. That's, yeah. that's the parent company. And, you know, uh, we, over the last several years, we're the ones that brought out the Downton Abbey wine. Uh, last year, we did Circa du Soleil. Uh, we came out with The Bachelor. Earlier this year, we created the Wildlife Wine Club, which services every zoo and aquarium in America as a benefit to go back to safe, which is save animals from extinction. We've got a lot of different... Uh, we, we work with a lot of varying people on various projects. We're developing a wine right now with another one of our partners called 96 Point, which is a total spoof on you know how you rate wines, even the <laughs> back of it. And HEB's already decided to take it in in all of Texas. It's, <laughs> okay. it's another fun project. <laughs> that is a fun project. Hey, listen, stay with me for just a second. We're going to talk a bit longer and again, uh, uh, we're having a, a great time here with Spencer Brewer. Actually, you were introduced to me by my brother because he lives in your hometown up there, basically, in Mendocino County. Yeah, and he, he's a legend up there because he is the lighting guy for everything in counties all around us. And he's one of the most nationally recognized pyrotechnical guys that get to blow up things and fireworks in the nation. Remind me to tell you stories of when he was... Um, I don't think he was even a teenager. Maybe he was a teenager, and he would get into my father's box of ammunition because we lived out in the country and did some hunting, and he'd open up shotgun shells to get the gunpowder out. But there were times when there were no shotgun shells left, so he, he thought it wise to put some of the bullets into a vice and then just try to hit the head off with a hammer. Uh, need, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need, needless, needless to say, there were many, many trips to the emergency I can imagine. Yes, he wasn't certified. <laughs> we'll be back with more Grape Encounters and my guest, Spencer Brewery. Just hang with us for one more second. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste. Summertime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. If you're topping off your burger with grilled onions and blue cheese, pair your work of art with a spicy Malbec. Nothing beats a buttery Chardonnay with grilled corn on the cob. I'm ready to find you the perfect bottle of white for your next get-together. Pack up the cooler for this weekend. We've got canned wine and beer ready to throw on ice. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this summer at Total Wine & More. Cheers! I want to take this opportunity to tell you about the wines of Peak Ranch. I recently discovered these truly amazing wines that are raking in top honors from the wine press. What I didn't initially realize is that I had a very strong connection to these perfectly crafted Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and more. Remarkably, these wines are produced by my very best friend from the first grade, John Wagner. Now, I have to say that John has always one-upped me in almost everything he does, and these extraordinary wines are no exception. Made from grapes grown on one of California's most historic Central Coast properties, there is no other word to describe them than perfect. Peak Ranch is doing everything right. Amazing wines that will absolutely astound you. 
buy them online at peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. Savor Oregon's finest wines at the Oregon Wine Experience's Grand Tasting on Sunday, August 25th. Work your way through the tasting tables and enjoy an array of delicious culinary bites. Don't miss this special opportunity to sample wines from all corners of Oregon in one unique location. The wine pours start at 2 p.m. Plan your experience today. Go to theoregonwineexperience.com to purchase tickets. The Oregon Wine Experience, it's everything Oregon. Welcome back to Grape Encounters, where we believe there's no way to fake a great wine, and where we never fake our disdain for the really bad ones. I must say that I sometimes have very mixed, no, I always have mixed emotions when it comes to what appears on a wine label, because so much of the time, what's on the label is no reflection of what's in the bottle and it torques me you know the name doesn't fit the wine and so on but i kind of changed my view about this i didn't think it was really necessarily possible to achieve that but my view changed you know five six years ago when i became acquainted with a company called wines that rock and they were making some really 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 interesting wines that bear album artwork from Pink Floyd, The Police, The Rolling Stones, The Grateful Dead, Woodstock, The Event, and so on. And as I got to know these wines, I realized that the people that were making them really cared a lot about how the personality of that wine paired with the social icon or the you know this whatever the pop culture subject might be and uh, one of the people that's been you know at the helm of this deeply involved from i guess day 1 is Spencer Brewer and Spencer uh, you guys take a lot of pride in this uh yeah well first of all i've been there since day 1 but i'm pretty close to it so i want to make sure that you know i'm not uh, i'm right. not one of the let me let me re-say yeah, that we, he's been there since yeah, day 2 okay anyway keep going we're, we're we're really into what the brand what that particular entity is all about uh if we can we interview them and if we really get an opportunity we'll actually have them blend it with us there's a big band that Warner Music Group approached us with this last year called All Time Low they had a huge following millions of people follow this this young band and they said, you know, can you do this for us? They're really into it and, you know, do us a favor. We had them taste the wines. They got to weigh in on it. It's they got to design the label. You know, we we, we try to do it right. When Cirque du Soleil, you talk about a brand that wants to stay on brand. Cirque really needs to stay on brand. So we flew to Montreal. We met with the whole team. It took us months to be able to get the right label. And then we brought in uh, uh, a rosé from Provence uh, for them to have as their first release. And it just it was a huge success. So we try our best to honor who the people are we're dealing with, because as much as they may be entertainment based, there's still people behind it who take pride in who they are. Well, I, I mentioned in the first segment that I got a chance to come to uh, the location where you were making uh, the wines that rock in the early days, and I spent hours with your winemaker, and it was astonishing to me because he 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 asked me to just pick 
uh, two or three albums or artists that I really loved, and I happened to to pick the the Eagles. And anyway, he, he's and this was just an experiment, really. But what he did was he asks me all kinds of questions uh, based on Hotel California. Now I want to say you didn't actually produce that, and it was simply for demonstration purposes. But he asked me a lot about my feelings about the work and things included in the work, and you know just all kinds of aspects of this particular work of art. And really, when all was said and done, what we blended up really felt like the album. And I was going, you know, if everybody did this with blends or wines and whatever it is that they're wanting to commemorate, it would be just fine with me. In fact, exciting. Yeah. I get it. When we got into it with Star Trek, we, we were privileged enough that we had access to the CBS personnel who have been on the, this particular series for 30 and 40 years. So we got to ask them the questions. I mean, these people know what line was said in what particular series by who at what hour. And so they got to, we got a real education on, you know, how they felt about the brand and the series. And of course, us as Star Trek fans, we knew how we felt about it. When we came at Chateau Picard, we wanted it to be the real thing. And so we pulled all this up, took a year to all get right. this thing across now, the ocean. Now let's talk about fans, because you are currently in Las Vegas, and you are at the Star Trek convention Something I've always wanted to go to uh, because it always looks so incredibly freaky in a good way. It, you, it's fine. It's just nothing but fun. <laughs> give me, give, give us a lowdown on it. What's it like? Well, there's a lot of people that are green. <laughs> <laughs> green people. There are Klingons walking the halls. Yeah. I'd have to say a third of them have the Enterprise outfit on. And, you know, there's various uh, actors that have played roles here that are going to be talking and there's you can go on the bridge of the enterprise that's here i mean it's it's you know there's seven thousand people here that are the true diehard fans they want to just live and breathe everything star trek and so um basically the group that puts this thing on goes all out at every one of these things this is my first time so i'm I'm learning something are you are you tasting wine there no no legally we can't do that in the hotel i see um so we're here to show the wine and the people to talk about it, uh, ask a lot of questions. And the second wine that we actually made um, is for the Federation. This is the wine that would be served at state dinners and banquets and the treaty signings. And so Excellent. this had to be, the, even though the bottle is extremely iconic and very futuristic, we had to have a wine that was extraordinary inside this. I mean, you just don't want to, sh- what would you serve at the White House? You know, what's the, what would you go <laughs> well, across the table? It wouldn't, be, al- it wouldn't be alcoholic. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, all right, if, no, if gotcha. the scene set itself up. So with that, the uh, distiller, who's a dairy friend of mine up there, who's the distiller for Jermaine Ruban Brandy, Joe Coyne. Oh, and I've, and I've, I, I've interviewed them too on the show. Yep. Yeah, Joe's a great guy. So he and I went to 80 to 90 wineries all over Napa, Sonoma, Mendocino, and, and tasted some from other uh, Appalachians. And we did multiple tasting to where we found one particular blend, but it was mostly, it was all small lot of old vine Zinfandels in the Russian River and Dry Creek there in Sonoma County. And this thing was so delicious. It was just, it was hands down to beat everything. So uh, we Con, we contracted to change it a little bit, you know, because we need, need unique. We added in the old vine zen. I think we added a little bit Grenache to it to soften the edges, 
and it just came out superb. And then the hard part, really difficult part was this, how in the world are we going to bottle this thing? Because no bottling line will take this bottle. So then the search was on to find someone who will do everything by hand, one at a time. Oh my gosh. We we located the Ehler family down in Lodi. They own E2 Winery. They've been farmers for generations down there and work with uh, Stephen Brett Ehlers down at E2. And they are hand-labeling, hand-bottling, hand-corking, hand-numbering, hand-foiling every bottle. Good grief. And how many bottles are we talking about? Well, the first 250 cases are almost sold out within 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. And so we're already ordering a second batch that will come in probably uh, in the beginning of uh, Q4. Yeah, and I tell you, when when people see a wine that reflects something that they love, that they care about, that's you know a big part of their life, they'll spend almost any amount of money to get it or do almost anything to get it. It's a lovely thing, really. Now, let me ask you this. You've got people dressed as Klingons there. When you talk to them about the wines, you need to be sure to tell them that these wines can lay down for years. Yes, yes. And a lot of uh, people that are educated, they'll ask the question. And of course, we answer they taste good now, but you know, in 10 or 15 years, they'd be fantastic. Well, no, no, you miss. I'm sorry, Stuart, you missed the joke. <laughs> I said they can lay down for ears. Oh, oh, you're you're much better than I am. You're <laughs> I'm a little thick. I, I'm t- <laughs> right now. How long does the convention go on? Six days. Six days. Wow. And you're going to be there the whole time. Yeah. Well, you know that could yeah. be. And get this: we made seventeen hundred and one collectors packs, hand numbered. You know, after seventeen one is the Starship Enterprise, and we sold all seventeen hundred one out in nine hours. So wow. now we're selling the individual bottles, and then the Picard I think sold out while we were on this interview. And now we're go- now we're going into futures. <laughs> all right, we got to take a little break, but before we do that, I do want to share a little information that I think will vastly improve your wine life. If you've been listening over the last month, then you know that Total Wine and More has come on board as our top sponsor, and I can't possibly think of a better sponsor for us to have. I have always loved this company, and you can buy wine so inexpensively there. You can just go in there and you can get wine for just such a decent price. But the other thing that's so really cool about Total Wine and More is the fact that the people that work there get a ton of training. They really know what they're doing. So I'm proud to endorse them. I really love the company. If you want to know more, more about Total Wine and More, you want to buy some products online if they can ship them to your particular state, you go to TotalWine.com. And Total Wine, uh, thanks for showing your faith in Grape Encounters. We think a lot alike. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Sometimes drinking wine makes you just want to curl up in a comfy chair and dream about puppy dogs, faraway places, and other happy thoughts. Or you can just enjoy that cuvee in your glass and lose yourself in the conversation on Grape Encounters Radio. Summertime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Nothing beats beers and burgers. And with so many to choose from, we've got the perfect cold one waiting for you. Serving up salads at your cookout this weekend? Add a dry rosé to the table for a perfect pairing. When I'm the barbecue grill master, I've got to have a cold lager in my hand. Hey, grab me another. 
Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this summer at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about the wines of Peak Ranch. I recently discovered these truly amazing wines that are raking in top honors from the wine press. What I didn't initially realize is that I had a very strong connection to these perfectly crafted Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and more. Remarkably, these wines are produced by my very best friend from the first grade, John Wagner. Now, I have to say that John has always one-upped me in almost everything he does, and these extraordinary wines are no exception. Made from grapes grown on one of California's most historic Central Coast properties, there is no other word to describe them than perfect. Peak Ranch is doing everything right. Amazing wines that will absolutely astound you. Buy them online at peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. People often ask, why hasn't someone tarred and feathered Grape Encounters host David Wilson for breaking so many of the old rules? Simple. No one likes the old rules. And we are back with Grape Encounters Radio, brought to you by Total Wine and More. They are definitely your summertime barbecue wine store. If you can't find the perfect wine to go with those ribs or chicken or whatever you've got grilling out in the backyard, you are not at a Total Wine store. Okay, check them out. If you want more information about Total Wine, go to TotalWine.com. We are talking to Stuart Spencer. He is the COO of Wines That Rock. And he was just telling us how fast those wines sold out. They're at the Star Trek convention in Vegas. This is a great argument for me pleading to you to create a Grape Encounters wine. I would love to. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? It would be fun. Because I think what you could, you and your folks there could bring to the table about what you like, who you are, what identifies with you. That we'd love to do that. That'd be a blast. Okay, let's definitely talk about that. And, and you know, it's really uh, something that you probably don't know about me is uh, I know I told you that we have a brick and mortar wine yeah, t- you did. tasting yeah, right. room. But one of the things that I do, I do performances here where I take single varietal wines from around the world, usually somewhere between three and five wines on average, and then I develop blends and I create these multi-continental blends where you might have a wine from Bordeaux, a wine from Argentina, Chile, wow. and wow. people just love it. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a... What an, what, you know, what an education for them, too. I mean, I'd love to be able to be there and do that. That's really rare because usually you're you're in one Appalachian, you're in one area, you're in one yeah, particular exactly. varietal. and 
you don't have that opportunity. That, that's, that's, that's cool you're doing that. When we were going after this old Vine Zen, all of a sudden, because since Joe is such a master, he has taste buds, I can't even get near. He said, you know, if we just rounded this edge just like this. And so we went out and bought 10, 15 different styles of wines. He just said, let's try four different Grenaches. You know, from various areas all over the place. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there it was. It just showed itself. Yeah. That's like what you're talking about. Yeah. I love that blending has become such an important part of the wine experience because it just opens up so many doors. By the way, last week I did do a tribute to Charlie Barra. Oh, how sweet. Do you know, most people don't realize that Charlie was one of the very, 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 very first people in Mendocino County to start buying vineyards. You realize he bought his first vineyard when he was 16 years old. Yeah. 16. I sat there, had a dinner with him and said, well, Charlie, what was your most successful year? He said, well, all of a sudden, these grapes we were doing in 1962 or 63, all of a sudden, everybody liked them, and we were selling train car loads of them over to the East <laughs> yeah. Coast for his stupid prices. Wow. And then he came back. I mean, he just he had such a legacy, and he was a sweet man. Oh, I know. Really I, great I, I got to sit in his living room and interview him one time, and I've met him multiple times. And yeah. just a wonderful man. But, you know, he was well into his 90s when he passed here a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. He'll be sorely missed. But boy, oh, boy, does his legend live on because it isn't just about Mendocino County with Charlie. He was responsible for things that had an impact worldwide in the wine yes. business. I think part of the reason that some may not know about Charlie is because he's so understated and yes. you know never brags about anything. Yep, that was Charlie. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, well, listen, Spencer, it's so nice to talk to you. I hope you have a good time there at the Star Trek convention, and you're going to have a problem if you sell out all the wines and you have to disappoint these people. No, there, it's been everybody's just really sweet. They love the story, and it's great to meet all these fans of just the series because we're you know it's like a big family. It's just a group, really big family who all love the same thing. Do a lot of these people come there from different parts of the country and they know each yeah, other? Yeah, they come here in groups, almost like tribes, that they save up all their money, and this is where they vacation every year to here, to this convention, wherever it is. What is the most yeah. outrageous thing that you have seen thus far at the Star Trek convention? We had a woman come in total silver outfit, silver hair, silver eyebrows, silver things going over her hands, and it, she had silver eyebrows, if I didn't say it already. I mean, it was just, okay, that's different. I haven't ever seen that. And she was just really delightful, and she had different colored contacts. So I look up, and there she is. I'm going, whoa, okay, I'm not at Burning Man, but I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so real quickly, what wine would you pair with her? Oh, good Lord, dude. That, 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 that's tough. Oh, well, we, we would dye it silver. You dye it silver. We, well, we, you do, could, we do it. We do an organic dye silver. Yeah, we'd have to. We, you you we, know, got to go with it. I got to. I got to <laughs> say. I got to say. It almost has to be bubbly. 
I would agree, 100%. But how about a Prosecco that's silver? Uh, A a silver Prosecco. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Hey, my guest has been Spencer Brewer from Wines That Rock. Uh, For people who want more information about the products that you guys have there, they just have a plethora of them. And every couple of years, you'll hear a major new story about some of their cool wines that they make that represent some very, very important works of art in terms of music and television, movies. So the the website? Well, you go to winesatrock.com just to be able to see the brands we do. And then for the Star Trek, which we're very excited about, startrekwines.com. Startrekwines.com. Okay. Been nice having you. Hey, thank you so much. It's always a delight speaking with you. And next time you come visit your brother, we have to uh, blend some silver wine. I was actually uh, supposed to be up there um, last, I think it was last week, to judge the canned wine competition. There you go. And as we know, cans are silver. So I... You're stretching it now, brother. I am am definitely. I I didn't end up making it, but I sure wanted to. But anyway, all right. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you later, and that is actually gonna do it for Grape Encounters this week. Wow, what a wonderful interview with Spencer Brewer. Uh, This guy, you know what? Google Spencer, by the way, because he he likes to be Googled. And we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week on Grape Encounters. Well, this episode of Grape Encounters is in the bag. It's hard to imagine you haven't missed some episodes, so why not hunt them down at GrapeEncounters.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast sites. Grape Encounters Studios are located in beautiful Atascadero, California. That's Central Coast wine country, baby. Come visit us. But be warned, you won't want to leave. That's okay. We have a spare bedroom. But it's 55 degrees and full of old bottles.